0: You're locked on Fast Break Friday on the V Show. Presented by L81. L8, L-A, the subject
1: of tomorrow. L8, a new kind of taste. L8, the subject of tomorrow. L8, it's, it's from,
0: from another, another place.
1: place. Crisp, clean, L8. Emanating from
2: the ESPN Louisville studios and heard throughout the Commonwealth on the PnB network. We're debating here. It's like golf. Paul and I have this ongoing competition, which started out as friendly, but now, damn it, we're at each other's throats over this thing. We hardly have a civilized conversation. And uh, he's, he destroyed me in football this year. I won last year, but this year he annihilated me. So I'm trying to get even. Last week, I had a big 5 and 0 week, and so that got me back in the lead. I'm ahead 10 9. But now, to try and even the score, very smart. He wants to take all of the Derby prep races, knowing I, I – literally – you put a gun to my head and said, I'll kill you if you can't name one horse in any of the three races. I got nothing. You'd have to assassinate me. So so we got to figure out a way to make it so that it's quasi-fair and there'll be a point in each ra- – we can't do all three of them. That's too many. We'll I do guess th- we can. No, There's no. three
0: races. You got to do many. them
2: all. It's too many because we need basketball games. So we do, we'll do. we do – I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do two races and um, – we'll have we each have to take a horse in the race and whichever horse is ahead of the other one so there's definitely a point so you don't have to win the race you just got to beat the other guy so okay. that'll be two and then we'll do uh, our usual four college basketball games so that'll be six points on the line this week so it's going to be very exciting i think the people will be pretty dazzled by that plus we got Keith Farmer for th- our listeners in Lexington thank you for being with us talk about we actually have not that we don't have things to talk about it, but today we certainly do Kentucky loses at home in basketball their offensive coordinators leaving which has people all up in arms
0: but their offense is fine in basketball right? That's not,
2: he's not god dang it Paul you stay in touch with who's it. he's coaching football not oh. basketball that's okay. No, yeah, it's uh, their offense is pretty good. Their defense is not quite so good. John Clay just wrote a piece about that, in fact, uh, which was good. He he went back through the Final Fours for I don't know the last decade or so, I guess, and he took it the the Ken Palm defensive efficiency numbers, and almost all of them are in the top. I forget what the cutoff is. Let's say, for the sake of argument, thirty or thirty. I think it's thirty, and most of them are even higher, much higher than that. And when Kentucky's had their really good teams, their national championship team, I think was one, if I'm not mistaken. The Anthony Davis team, I think, was extraordinary. Um, so this team's this year's team's defense is not up to stuff, is what he's arguing, and um, we'll see if it gets there for the for the Wildcats. That was bizarre game to lose, to be honest. It looked like they had the game won, and then they i let it get away late. So anyway, we'll talk to him about that. We'll also have Kenny Payne, presser at 115. Uh, We will make our picks in our contest, as we alluded to. And I'll try and do another spontaneous parlay. So close yesterday. Eight-team spontaneous parlay, and seven of them won. Marshall got beat by Old Dominion at home. That kept me from having an eighteen. Would have been a good payoff, too. There's always one. That's the way it is. That's why the parlays are so hard. I've got to talk to a money manager guy. Like, I wonder if there's a way... I thought about this. Suppose you took, like, say it was an eight team parlay. You did two four team parlays, and then you did each game individually. Now, it could be really expensive, but I mean, if you're playing for. Nickels and dimes even if it was like a five dollar bet on each game that's eight games that'd be forty dollars and then a, it's like a Nassau on golf ten dollars on the one fourteen parlay ten on the other i think you'd still win money even if they all didn't come in because unless like if you get seven of the eight right you have to win one of those parlays, yeah. it's impossible and you're going to win seven of the eight games then of course the day i do it i'll go you know three and five and uh, they'll come and repossess i
0: always remember one of my favorite comments Regarding money management and gambling, is Mike Battaglia. Oh yeah, Had a brother Bruce Battaglia. And Mike used to say about Bruce, he's the best handicapper I know, and the worst. Better. He's the worst better. Yeah, well, I believe yeah. that.
2: Yeah. I I think I fit in that mold. I'm. Look at this. I mean, Probably most said, of us do. Actually. Seven of eight games, I should be rolling in it. Instead, I got nothing so um you know that's uh, that's probably true the, the guy like that's one of the reasons i like you might know the guy cause since you follow horse racing more than i do brad free who is mm-hmm. a really good handicapper at um in the west coast he does santa anita and, yep. i don't know uh, of him i don't know yeah mm-hmm. he has a theory that he said if you're just a beginner you should go and find a horse that goes off at no shorter odds than four to one play it to win in place never bet to show it will and if you feel really strongly that the horse might get beat like by the favorite if it's not the favorite, box it in an exacta. That's it. And that's all you do. And you know what? When I'm disciplined enough to do that, sometimes I come home actually with money from the track. But who has the discipline to do that? It's, yeah. like, that's it's so like
0: fun. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's like going to the crap table. I, I I know, I'm intelligent enough to know that the best odds in the casino are if you bet a, a, a pass bet in, in craps and then take maximum odds behind it. And then place the six and eight, and that's it. Just stand. But who wants to do that? People around you are throwing chips down, and you're just standing there waiting for sixes and eights and hoping. But if you do that, you could win money. But like you said, it's boring. So Discipline. More and more exciting to lose money than to. No, of course. Than to to win. All right, let's uh, talk about the cards. I haven't seen you since our
0: interesting game. In uh, in uh, bizarro uh, world, I think I called oh it. Oh, my one God.
2: Point. It's a truly bizarre uh, situation there where they seemingly were getting their butts handed to them. They Clemson, and then came all the way back. Now, it's hot in here, right?
0: Yeah. yeah it, <laughs> it was freezing when I walked in. And I got to take my right coat off.
2: I, here's my theory. This is, I explained this earlier in the week. I'd love for you to weigh in on it, and I'll try and make it short because I don't want to just babble on and on. But I got to explain it. I can't fig- – what makes it so mystifying to cover this team is – like I've done games – you have, obviously, so many games too. they very frequently when a game turns, there's something you can hang your hat on. They went to a press, they started trapping, and the other team couldn't handle it, and they turned it over. They put in Paul Rogers, and he came out off the bench and bang, banged in three threes, and yay. They didn't do anything differently, nothing. They still played man-to-man. I, it makes no sense how they can get beat by 24 – And then outscore them by 20, same building, same team, same court, same night, change nothing. That's what's mystifying. The only thing I thought of, gambling analogy again, okay, if you, like, you know, if you are going to make money, we talked about it, you got to have a a system and you still got to have things go your way, but you got to have a system. Right? So, like, if you play blackjack, I don't know if you play blackjack, but, you know, there's certain things you should never Only do. Only by myself because I don't want
0: to piss off other people at the table.
2: That's exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> that guy on the last seat, if he doesn't know the things to do, the people throwing their hands yeah. up, like, there are certain things you never do. You, you, I mean, you generally don't hit 17. You don't split 10s. Well, there's that guy sitting there, and he's, okay, I'll split the 10s of people. Oh, okay. But then every once in a while – Defying all logic, they win like four hands in a row. <laughs> That's Louisville. <laughs> Because they don't have a system that you can hang your hat on where you say, like Virginia, they may have a stretch where things don't go well, but you know what they're going to do. They're going to not let you drive, and they're going to not let you run a fast break. They are committed to their system, and they believe in the long haul they'll do better. You can't hang your hat on Louisville's system. I'm not trying to be critical of anybody or Kenny, but you can't look at that other than trying to drive the ball, which we hear over and over. But so every once in a while, when you're trying to you're splitting tens and you're hitting seventeens and and you get a four and people are rolling their eyes, but but that that's kind of what happens and they have a stretch like that and the game turns around. Plus, in fairness,
0: Clemson thought the game was well. Over. That, that's always part of it when Virginia was up by what forty-one to thirteen of the half. They're not going to keep the pedal to the middle of the second half. Clemson, you and I thought. I mean, I rarely check out of a game, but I actually Never. turned to you and I said, "Man, this was just over." Yeah, and of course that's when they. Came back, becoming, but the, the only thing that I can really think of that was different was I thought Trey Clark just kind of took over and had his best game. Trey White. I, I, was, do, I, I, do, that, I do that. No, constantly? I do that all the time too. It's I, very bad because yes. they have unusual names. Yes. Trey and Sky. I, I mean. And I, I get them. I say them wrong in the games frequently. Trey White kind of took over the game. I think it needed it, and what he did worked. But everything normally is predicated on sharing, being unselfish, <laughs> passing the ball. Well, no, this worked because he said, damn it, I'm going I'm I'm to take go care score. of things here. Maybe. So I that know. seemed to work then. Uh, now, if he comes up thinking that way tomorrow, they'll be behind 40 to 13 at halftime again. It's, but Especially it against kinda, the way
2: Florida State plays because he's yeah. got enough guys for a kicking team. They just – he plays like, like a hockey coach. Three minutes, you go kill yourself. I <laughs> – Ideally, in his mind, they're exhausted. They come out and he runs another group out. So if you don't pass the ball and move the ball, they are going to punish you. So I don't know. I have no idea what to expect tomorrow.
0: No oh, who does? I mean, I mean,
2: they they have defied most logic. Yeah,
0: I the Their last win, which has been six games ago now, actually I guess seven. They've lost six, was Miami. And going into that game, I was as confident they would lose that game as any game I've ever been oh, to. It was a terrible match. And they won. Yeah. So – I've I've been saying Virginia. We
2: felt pretty good. Pretty good about.
0: (laughs) I've been saying pretty much through the year that you're looking at winnable games. They being, well, you thought Georgia Tech, who's now beating both Duke and North Carolina, but anyway, Georgia Tech, Boston College, Notre Dame. They're down there, kind of at the bottom, and then one other one maybe will pop up and be the abnormal game, Mm -hmm. the anomaly that they'll win. Now, would that be Syracuse? Would it be? Duke, it's hard to see, but, you know, it's just goofy things happen sometimes. Even bad teams have good games, and if it coincides with the good team having a bad game, yeah. sometimes it can work
2: out for them. especially when you you shoot the ball the way. Like, I mean, last night, I don't know, in the NBA, I don't know what you're following, but the Lakers played without Anthony Davis and LeBron James at Boston. They played
1: them. their best game, it felt like. And
2: they played their brains out. They made 19 threes, I think. Too. Yeah. And they beat those Celtics in Boston. So you never know how or why the ball goes in, and uh, I, I, you know, it's even at the professional level.
1: I think that game messed up uh, Nick's Santa bet because I think he was taking a lot of the Celtics guys, and that'll teach him. Yeah. Uh, Granted,
2: I would have done the same thing. Yeah, but you, that's the problem, man. NBA games, if they're not playing their regular lineups, I, I I've learned now the hard way. Stay away from them because. I mean, there's a whole bunch of weird things that happen. Like if it's a one-sided game, then they all both take their starters out. So if you're taking a guy and you think he's going to go over 25 points and he's got 20 after three quarters, but they're ahead 100 to 60, he doesn't play the fourth quarter, so you get nothing. So it's, uh, it's kind of uh, craziness there going forward. But um, I, I don't know. I just, um, you know, it, the, the question getting back to Louisville is we talked about, we put it in the computer, it said they were about eight games, bet eight points better than last year's team. And I think we kind of said that seems feels like it's about right, but I don't know if eight points better than last year's team, how many wins that gets them going down the stretch. I mean, well,
0: how many games do they lose by more than eight? Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's virtually all of them. Yeah. That's so, the, that's know. the
2: problem is <laughs> mm-hmm. and how many conference games they win last year. Two. They Georgia were two. Central they Johnson. won two in conference, two out of conference, right? Yeah. So they've only won one this year. Right. So there's no guarantee they're going to improve on that regard. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be weird going forward, going down the stretch. What is the most – I'll make it an awkward question, but I'll ask it. What's the most disappointing thing about them in your mind? Either the whole tenure since Kenny's come back or just this year. or What do you look at and say, man, that's one thing that I really didn't see that happening? Recruiting, game management, uh, what?
0: I would say probably the recruiting. At, even though they got – you know, Trey White and Sky Clark can play. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield was – Kenny was brought here. him in, right. Or no, was he was he here. here.
2: He was here. I thought he was Wait here. Wait a minute. No,
0: Ken, came, Kenny came – last Brady, year was his first year, right? It was. I think yeah, so. I think happened. Kenny brought him in, so he's improved. They're, they're okay, but the big – for those people who were concerned that Kenny Payne had not been a head coach – the argument to offset that was, but yeah, he'll bring in the top-flight talent. <clears throat> Look what he brought in at Kentucky. Look what a prime recruiter he was. The talent level will be good enough that if he just gets guys to play hard, they'll be good enough to win games. And the talent has not been up to that level. So that, to me, would be the thing that I had most hoped we'd see that we haven't.
2: He did play. Played. It, I forgot, he played at Tennessee. Right,
0: the it was Tennessee. Then so Kenny did bring in Brandon. Yeah. So, I mean, there is you know, Brandon, Sky, Trey. Uh, this year's freshman, I, th- I think we've seen glimpses from uh, Curtis Williams, Tyler. Uh, Tyler when he keeps the school about him. Uh, but Gl- but the freshman, we've seen. I promises. think Glenn's got an upside to Yeah,
2: him. I mean, he's a big, strong kid and tries very hard. And uh, yeah, when he gets around the basket, he's made a couple of shots. He rebounds. Um,
0: but is it elite? Is it elite five star talent? Right. Mm, I wouldn't say that. Probably not. Although to be fair, I am a terrible talent evaluator that's well, just not my thing
2: that's not worth it's not worth doing because i mean some of the best players in the time that i've been doing the games with you came here with very little yeah. fanfare i mean i bring up luke all the time and people wanted to to go strangle patino <laughs> how could you bring a guy from george mason and think he's going to help us and the guy only winds up being the most outstanding player in right. the final four so i mean uh a bunch of guys larry O'Bannon, i didn't think was i mean i thought he was Ben Bellarmine was a division too. Russ Smith not necessarily highly know, thought no, of. Exactly. So, you know, you don't know. You just, uh, you just don't know. Uh, he's Paul Rogers. I'm Bob Valvano. You're whoever you are. It's Fast Break Friday. Thanks for uh, for being with us. Um, anything else of, of note on your mind that you uh, yeah. are interested? What's that?
0: You opened last week's show with this offbeat thing about time. Yeah. Who decided who started time? Yes. And it brought to mind just kind of a and a boy. Now you're getting in the spirit. Kind of a. I guess you call it a joke. It's not really a joke, but anyway, you're an archaeologist, okay. and you're digging and digging, and you uncover this relic, and it has written on it 240 BC. Wow. How do you know if it's authentic? I give up. They didn't know it was BC then. <laughs> that's,
2: good. that's a good point. <laughs> that's fair. So
0: it's a fake. Fair point.
2: I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, all right. Well, you you you, you, you open the, you open the can of worms. So now I will uh, tell you that uh today was is groundhog day which oh, gosh. makes no sense to me but uh <laughs> evidently he rose without seeing a shadow and when he doesn't see, I never knew which is which when he doesn't see his shadow he's projecting an early spring and and he's wrong all the time so it doesn't mean anything but um I did I did learn two things which was uh the origin of groundhog day is actually rooted in um uh another thing which I'd never heard of. So I'm about to tell you that, and then you're going to be stuck with this information whether you like it or not. Groundhog Day is a tradition, obviously, here and in Canada. It came from the Pennsylvania Dutch, of all people, who had a superstition about just what we said. When the groundhog comes out, if he sees his shadow, it is uh, it's going to go. he's going to go back in in six more weeks. If he doesn't, spring's going to arrive early. Um, it was brought here... Uh, from the German Badger, okay? But it's the Christian festival of Candlemas. Never, you ever hear of Candlemas? I've, I'm, I was, I'm Christian, never heard of Candlemas. It's the feast of the presentation of Jesus, the feast of the purification of the Virgin Mary, or the feast of the Holy Encounter. I don't know which it is, but it commemorates the presentation of Jesus at the temple. I have no idea why that evolved into Groundhog Day. Other than because I do, Bill
0: Murray wanted to make a movie. I
2: guess. I actually like that movie. I, I do, too. I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's one of the oldest feasts of the church. But I, I, there's so many things that are, are crossover. Like Christmas, evidently, is rooted in a pagan tradition. This is now rooted in a Christian tradition. So they keep everybody keeps borrowing from each other, I gather. But this is why I really wanted to bring it up, because I shared this with Paul, the big head of producer. I think you'll get a kick out of this. I want to start, because there are other ones. There's not just the... The um, Puxatani Phil, there's one in Georgia now. I think there's about two other ones in the country. They don't get nearly the attention that Puxitani Phil a does. The knockoff. You know what that is. Yeah, the knockoffs. But I want to start one in Louisville. Wait till you hear this one. Though. This is way better. Okay, is this going to be a knockoff? Or? Oh, no. That's why it's completely original. Okay. It's called Louisville Louis. And what it is, is every year on this day, I will drive around, start at like 1145, and just drive until I'm at an intersection somewhere right at noon. Right at noon. It's got to be right at noon. And then if I'm able to make a left turn, a Louis, means winter's over. If I have to wait for traffic, we got six more weeks of winter. And I'll have logos on the door. People will be all around the city looking. Where's Louisville Louis? Where's Louisville Louis? I think I just saw him. No, you didn't. You didn't see him. I thought he was Hurstburg Park. It wasn't him. I'm telling you, he's got a logo on the door. And then we'll have one of those Go uh, Go camera thingies. Right. And then you'll be able to see people be watching live around the world. Can he make a left? I don't know. Did he make a left turn? I don't know. And then that's it. Louisville
0: Louis. We're not
2: making some cheap knockoff and get some rat coming out of a hole.
1: I love this idea.
2: Thank the best
0: you. thing about it is but, <clears throat> it'll be totally unreliable. Yeah.
2: Yes, it will be. How will you know? The thing is, you have to be safe. It can't be like I get to the intersection and just kind of gun some guy and he's honking his horn. You know that. uh, No, no. You just, if you know in
1: the normal flow of traffic, that's exactly what I was going to say. You hate winter so much. I could see you accidentally jackknifing the car. Yeah, that, no, no, no. This big, festive Louisville Louis car. We'll have a guy from AAA
2: in the car with us that he can judge if it's safe or not. <laughs> it lends itself to sponsorship. It's completely different. I'm telling you, but this when, could be my lasting
1: legacy. Couldn't people kind of skew it? Like, if they see the Louisville Louis mobile, they kind of, you know.
2: You think that? How are they going to see it in no oncoming traffic? Every year, it'll be a different car. We'll get a car sponsorship. This thing is. Because if you want, cash. If
1: you want people to see you and recognize the Louisville Louis mobile, you're going to have to. Yeah,
2: but the car, the cars coming are not going to see. You're you saying they could skew it somehow, like that guy in Alabama with the baseball bet. No, not not that. That's that's when we'll know we made it when the people are taking bets on line. Get a little action. That's it. Yeah, we'll see. You. Louisville Louis. We got to get like started it. on that right now. I think that's pretty cool. We got to get some some. Um, Paul's had relationships with car dealers for years. He can go talk to some guys and get a couple of cars for us. Actually, that's an even better way to do it. There's like four cars around the city, and you're not sure which one is really Louisville Louis. so the people don't know. So even if they try and skew it, you don't know. And then after, all of a sudden, when the guys make the turn or they can't make the turn, they pull over, they get out, and the one guy holds up his sign, and everybody cheers because he's Louisville Lou. We get other people there, celebrity drivers. Paul could do it one year. I'll do it one year. We'll get some of the people around here. Oh, now you're talking. Get rigged, the traffic reporters. Who are the guys who used to do traffic when we were at HAS? Read, read. Sorry, are they still live. Dick, alive? Dick Gilbert with Reed, a helicopter. Reed Reed, we Reed, Reed's still alive. There we go. Get out there and have them make a left, and everybody—they're all connected with phone, with you know, on the phone. Right. All right, guys, get out of your car, and they all get out, and the one guy has the sign, and everybody's looking on the GoPro. This has got this is way better than a freaking rodent coming out of a hole. I mean, come on. Now we're talking about something.
1: So why don't you start it? Do it on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Do your own little loop? No, it
2: can't. It's it's past. It's got to be at noon. Oh, gonna, yeah, I want to be. Three. I want to be reliable. I mean, I don't want to just you know turn whatever I can turn, that's no good. So I'm telling you that for next year, spot get Salzman on the phone. He's got to get out there. We got to sell this Sales, bad boy, no question. All right, I think we're ready to get uh, Keith Farmer in. So let's do that. Um, Paul Rogers, Bob Valvano, it's Fast Break Friday, presented by L8, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink, since 1926. Yeah, I remember. I was not around back then, but I do remember. Uh, stay with us. we got more to come. It's ESPN Radio.
3: When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get up to $750 off a new Bryant system.
1: All the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Do you want to grow your business in 2024? ESPN Louisville wants to help take your business to the next level. Email us at partnerships at ESPNLouisville.com. That's partnerships at ESPNLouisville.com. Or call 502-992-8477. Become a partner of the sports leader, ESPN Louisville.
2: To your girl, share it with a squirrel.
1: Buy by the case, pour it in your face. L.A. The subject of tomorrow. L.A. A new kind of taste.
2: L.A. The subject of tomorrow. L.A. It's from, from
3: another place. place. Crisp, clean, L.A. Like your fingerprint, your heartbeat is unique to you. And that's how your heart care should be too. So at Baptist Health, we focus on your specific cardiac needs, from preventive care to some of the most advanced procedures. For your
1: one-of-a-kind heart, choose the one hospital system more people trust for their heart care.
3: Baptist Health, it's care centered on you. Visit baptisthealth.com slash
1: Looking for big fitness energy this year? Join Planet Fitness. Now through February 16th, save almost $50 during the Big Fitness Energy Sale. We've dropped your enrollment fee from $49 to just $1 down, then pay $10 a month, cancel anytime. With equipment for every workout, free fitness training, helpful team members, and most clubs open 24 hours, you can get energized in the Judgment Free Zone. Don't miss out. Save almost $50 when you join today for just $1 down and $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, February 16th. Restrictions apply. See club for details.
3: Goomer and Company offers a top-level jewelry buying experience with two master jewelers on-site to custom-create anything you have in mind. I went to Goomer for Ashley's engagement ring, bridal set, earrings, and custom-engraved bracelet. The Goomer difference is present in every detail. There was no pressure to buy in Goomer's first-class showroom, and the good people at Goomer and Company were respectful of my budget throughout the process. Visit Goomer and Company at 225 South Hurstburn Parkway, and you'll see the Goomer difference is why Louisvillians have trusted this family-owned and operated business since 1971.
1: What if we told you that every time you make a purchase, you could be adding to your savings? With Roundup checking, every debit card purchase is rounded up to the nearest dollar, and the rounded amount is automatically put into a savings account with interest. We'll even double your savings for the first 90 days, which means you could be growing your savings with every... The best checking account puts money back in your wallet. Visit ccuky.org forward slash Roundup for more information and apply for Roundup checking today, only from Commonwealth Credit Union. Here, we see you differently. Federally insured by NCUA. You work hard to build equity in your home, so why would you give that money to the real estate agents when you sell your home? At Edland & Edland, they know you deserve to keep more of that money.
2: It's a full-service offering. The advantage is that we don't charge as much, even though you get full service. In the regular world, a realtor says that the commissions are 6%, and what we do is accept 1% as the listing agent and recommend you pay the buyer's agent 2.5%. The average home sale around here is around $300,000. So that's $7,500 more in your pocket at closing.
1: When Edlin lists your home, it immediately goes on all the places where buyers are looking for a home.
2: When I put a listing on the MLS, it is automatically shared with all the real estate apps. Zillow, Realtor.com, you name it. So all of that overhead in my business is gone. And what really should happen, prices should go down, the price of real estate services. And that's what we're reflecting in our commission structure.
1: So visit Edelin.com to start keeping more of your home's equity. That's Edeland.com, edele Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is now live. The official sportsbook of ESPN features daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN shows and personalities like me. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download the
2: ESPN Bet app to sign up today. I'll see you there. ESPN Bet, what a play.
1: Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See up for details. This Valentine's Day, write your love story with love letters.
2: Love letters diamond initial pendants exclusively from Davis Jewelers. I'm Ashley. And I'm
1: Hank Davis. Our gorgeous diamond initial love letter pendants are the ultimate symbol of your affection because it's her. Her initial in diamonds.
2: Our Davis Diamond Love Letters pendants are available in 14 karat white or yellow gold on a 16- to 18-inch adjustable chain
0: and start at just $349.
2: With
1: a Valentine's Jewelry gift purchase of $500, receive a box of four hand-painted G-Slate Gourmet Chocolates, while supplies last as our gift.
2: How much do you love her? This Valentine's, spell it out. With Diamond Love Letters, exclusively at Davis Jewelers.
1: Louisville's largest fine jeweler. Where love and valentines, it's what we do. Davis Jewelers. More loose diamonds, more elite brands, more in store for you. At Davis Jewelers, Louisville's largest fine jeweler. From anywhere in Kentuckiana, we're on Forest Green Boulevard, just off North Hirschborn Parkway, and at davisjewelers.com looking for big fitness energy this year join Planet Fitness now through February 16th save almost $50 during the big fitness energy sale we dropped the enrollment fee from $49 to just $1 down then pay $10 a month cancel anytime with equipment for every workout free fitness training helpful team members and most clubs open 24 hours you can get energized in the judgment free zone don't miss out save almost $50 when you join today for just $1 down and $10 a month cancel anytime deal ends Friday February 16th restrictions apply see club for details
2: Welcome back to
3: Fast Break Friday, presented by al 81
1: L.A., a new LA, it's drink of tomorrow. LA, it's from another place. Crisp, clean L.A.
2: Emanating from the ESPN Louisville studios and heard throughout the Commonwealth on the PNB network.
0: Get have on when board get again as a
2: sponsor. They were with us before, and we're glad that they are back. It's our friends at Universal Windows Direct, and I can speak firsthand from experience. If you've got windows that just don't get the job done, you've been cold in your own home, you need to get those replaced like I did, and it makes all the difference in the world. Don't suffer through one more winter in a cold and drafty home. Call my guys at Universal Windows Direct. They have what's called Super Spacer Technology. And what that does is the edge, you've been by the window and you put your hands around the sides and it, you can feel it, it, feels cold. This will prevent that. It keeps the edge of the windows warmer. It holds the window seal longer so you don't have to replace them. and makes the windows last up to five times longer than other window systems. Plus, Universal backs it all up with a true lifetime warranty for as long as you own your home and 30 years to the next homeowner. Call Universal Windows Direct today, 502-487-5099. And they'll upgrade your windows to triple-pane glass for free. That's three layers of glass between you and the cold outside. Triple-pane means extra protection from the elements, a consistent temperature in your home, increased energy efficiency, reduced heating and cooling costs, plus a quieter and more comfortable home. So give them a call, 502-487-5099. Schedule your free in-home estimate today, and you'll get two windows free for every two you buy. And they'll double your energy tax credit. How about that? Restrictions apply. Tell them I told you to call, and they'll get you an additional $250 off your project. That's about as good a deal as you're going to get. The last windows you'll ever need, UniversalWindowsDirect.com. Like me, you'll be saying, I love my windows. Now we also love having our next guest on, Keith Farmer. Keith, sometimes you come on, always delightful to talk to you, but sometimes we kind of you know looking around for some topics no shortage of such topics this week. I mean where do you want to start basketball Liam Cohen you've got a lot of things to, to be talking about. I, I guess maybe Cal's probably happy that Liam's leaving because now they're not talking about them losing to Florida.
3: <laughs> well you know first off I think we got to start with how much time do I have I mean I, I love your, your ads and everything but man, do I
2: have time? Hey, listen, that? you you want to give us money? I'll give you all the time you want. I'm saying that's – are you familiar with this business? That's how it works. They send us a check, and we talk about their product. That's it's pretty much a good deal. So. Yeah. And what a great job
3: you do. Oh, uh, yeah, let's start um, – I don't know. Liam Cohen, um, I, I think the fan base is a little frustrated at this point that there's been so many – People calling after one year, and he was, you know, saying back in the spring or back the second time he got hired. Look, I'm, I want to plant down roots. I want to make an impact on a place. And now here he is, fourth job in four years. If he does go through with it, and, and you know, I think the fan base is a little perturbed uh, at uh, at using, you know, kind of kind of going through the process so many times, and um, especially in this offseason, third one, you know, supposedly that. Uh, you know, reportedly that he has been up for. So uh, I think that's, you know, kind of the the crux of that part of it anyway. Uh, but, but you football. know,
2: I, I, because it's the cynic in me, why should we be surprised? You know how you can tell that this is going to likely happen? He's a football <sighs> coach. That's yeah. what they do. It's like the joke about no, the true. scorpion and the frog going across the pond, and the score, he's on the frog's back to carry him to safety, and he stings the frog, and they're both going to drown now. And he says, what the hell did you do that for? I'm a scorpion. That's what I do. That's what mm-hmm. football coaches do. True. So he's, he's leaving. That's what he's doing. But the question I, mean, I have, though, Keith, is do this. Do
3: do it that often, though? Anyway, yeah, go ahead. No, but
2: I, we'll come back to that, But I, because I, I, I'm not as close to it. I'm reading somewhere that they said, oh, well, Stoops promised him a job. What job could he have promised him? He was a coordinator. The only job higher than that is that the head coach. So what am I missing here?
3: Uh, I don't know who who said that. Um, you know, I, I just know that when we interviewed Coach Stoops last week, he told us that, you know, Liam has full autonomy on that side of the ball. He, he has given him every, you know, right to do whatever he needs to do to make that side better. And um, so I, I don't know if that's where it's coming from. Um, but you're right. There's no place higher to go. So maybe it's just some, somebody reading into it off that.
2: Was he not? He didn't. Didn't he? He did all that this year, though, didn't he? Do, what didn't he call the plays and game plan and do it? Do a whole? He essentially yeah. was the head coach of the offense. No.
3: Right, but I, I feel like there are a lot of people who seem to think that Stoops was always in his ear, saying, you know, no, don't throw it here, run it here. We need oh. to, you know, push it down their throat. You know, being the defensive guy that he is, right. Um, and, and so I think Stoops was just saying, look, he can, he's he got full autonomy. He can do whatever he wants to do on this, you know, offense. I'm not going to get in his way. And, you know, whether that was what people were talking about or not, I'm not, not sure.
2: Do you think – that is part of me. He'd been in this movie once before. He was here in 2021. He was the right. offensive coordinator then and the quarterback's coach, but was the offensive coordinator. Did he think somehow it was going to be different this time? And I mean, again, I'm asking you to speculate on things you may not have firsthand information, but it's just mystifying to me that he would have left the NFL to come back here and then leave after a year over something that, I don't know, was promised him or that for some reason he was dissatisfied? or I, The whole thing just seems really mystifying to me. Why you'd leave the NFL to go back to the same position in the NFL after only one year here when, as you said, he made it sound like this was very much where he wanted to be. What
3: well, could, to me, What could to be me different? Made, to me it made sense coming back to Kentucky because he had success there, he was calling the plays, everything was good, and um, you know he goes to the Rams, and I'm not sure he was exactly doing that from no. all accounts. It sounded like he was making the game plan, and then McVay was making the calls. Correct. So, you know, that's why it didn't, you know, shock me that he came back. What shocked me is that now he wants to try and, and go back. I mean, maybe he just got out on the recruiting trail and said, you know, uh, yeah, I forgot about this part, and this isn't any fun. I just want to go back and just call plays. I, I really don't know exactly if you know, why this time he wants to go back to the league.
2: Two things. Were people disappointed in that community with Kentucky's offense in football this year?
3: I think they were expecting what happened the first time, you know, and um and it was a little different. They didn't get off a lot of plays. There were there was the the rule change with the when the clock was starting and all that, but um it, it seemed to be a little more methodical and, and wasn't quite the up tempo that it was when it was Levis and um you know chris rodriguez and um uh, and wandel robinson so i think people were expecting that and i think the pieces were in place you know with what they put together this year especially through the transfer portal to to really have a a solid offense and you know not that it can't happen but it may not happen with liam and we may not get to see what what impact he could have had again but
2: um i'm not Paul Rogers here, Bob Valvano, talking to Keith Farmer, and I don't follow recruiting very closely to begin with, so certainly for other teams and for football. But my understanding is there, there was a, a quarterback who supposedly was going to come or wants to come because he wanted to play for Cohen, and now him not being here, is that put that in jeopardy? What, what, do, you, what do you make of that whole situation?
3: Well, the the quarterback, I don't know if you're talking about, you know, through the transfer portal or through high school, but but the transfer portal guy that they've got is – they actually got two of them. Bo Allen came back after being here once before, and then you've got Brock Vandegrift from Georgia, and and he said yesterday, you know, that he was interested in Kentucky uh, long before he knew about Liam Cohen or anything like that, you know, that that he wanted to, you know – Kirby Smart respected Coach Stoops and his program and everything, so he was well aware of what this program could offer. So I, I don't think that that's going to affect anything as far as quarterbacks or any of the ones that have come in leaving. Now, you know, could it affect one of the, the high school kids? Maybe. You know, could could see one of them make a change. But, you know, that's also going to be up to, to Stoops uh, to make the, the great hire to replace him if he, if he does in fact leave for the Buccaneers.
2: Uh, they've got him listed on the website. Has already taken the position. So I mean, I, I yeah. i I've been, a lot of people out there think it's a, a fait right. accompli, such as it were. But, Where's yeah. he going? Tampa Bay, to coach uh, um, Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah, Baker's the quarterback <laughs> there. had a good the there. Yeah,
3: they've got to get Baker to come back because he's free agent. So, That's true. And um, so they've wonderful. got to get him to come back too.
2: The wacky world of who's where in, in sports. That's uh, kind of what we're talking about. No question. Uh, let's move on to, uh, before I let that topic go, mm-hmm. is people get mad when anybody leaves their school because they're fans, and I get it. I'm not mocking you. They, they think there's no place in the world better than the team for whom they root. So when somebody leaves, they get mad. Are they mad at Stoops or at Cohen?
3: I think Cohen. Yeah, totally Cohen. Uh, on, you know, again, the whole, you know, I'm here to... <laughs> To plant roots and to make an impact and um you know now he's gone after another year so you know i think it, it they kind of feel used you know by him
2: sure yeah makes sense All right let's yeah. go to basketball where Kentucky. you know i guess it balances out they won the game at florida where people felt like they kind of stole one and then mm-hmm. there's people that kind of feel like they gave this one away So, um, you know, what do you take from that at this point in the year? They still have been, even though it's pretty far along in the year, they they constantly seem to be a team under adjustment. They have... You know, Z comes in, didn't play many minutes last game, but he came in the middle of things, and they had guys injured. They were very shorthanded last game. They had two very key players out, uh, but they weren't able to get it done. And people say, well, that may be an indication of inexperience in the backcourt. Some said you're you're not making enough of them being shorthanded. That really was the the difference. Mm -hmm. What do you Mm -hmm. make? What do you make? What do you take away from that?
3: Um, one, well, two things. There's, you know, we thought in these last couple of games that they were going to be full, uh, full strength for the first time this season. And then Rob Dillingham, stomach virus, Arkansas doesn't play. And then last game, Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner don't play for injuries. So, um, we're still waiting on them 20 games into the season now, and they've not played at complete full strength. And so there is a little bit of that, you know, you add somebody, somebody, you know, and and finding the minutes for everybody and all that. And, So there's part of that. I think right now, the thing I would say about this team, the thing they've got to correct, we know they can score. They have to find out a way to play better defense. And um, they're just struggling so badly on that end. Um, I think Ugana Yenzo coming back helps. He's a rim protector. He's played the pick and roll pretty well, which teams have hurt Kentucky with early in the season. Um, But guys are just getting flat beat. And um, then you've got like Reed Shepard, Early in the season, he, he likes to gamble. He likes to find a guy turning his head, and he leaves his man and goes down and tries to, to take it from the big guy on the inside or somebody along the baseline, that kind of thing. Well, I think people know that now. And so they're they're burning him on it, and they're throwing it back out for a three. So, you know, it's, it's uh, a, a total defense is what they've got to do because, you, as you know, you get into March, you're going to have some close games, and you're only going to win it if you can shut the team down and, and get the ball back. To have that ability
0: to score what's the future of big z i mean he had an otherworldly debut and yeah. now frankly hadn't done much well, he since he only it, played like uh, what six what, minutes last game i think have teams are teams onto him is he not getting enough minutes like bob said but after being so flashy in that start and everybody <laughs> thought well here's the next level guy who's going to really take him up to the top and anyway <laughs> yeah. it's you know another lot's happened since then
3: I think that was one of those where he caught fire, you know, and uh, that's a debut that you know was amazing. It was a lot of fun to watch, but uh, I was at the Arkansas game there in Fayetteville, and after a couple of possessions, watching him get burned down low, I was like, he's not going to play many more minutes. And sure enough, he did it. Hmm. Um, he's he's a liability on that end, and unless he's going to knock down some shots or does come up with some block shots, that kind of thing, then he's not going to get a lot of minutes. He's He's got a lot of catching up to do, right? I mean, he sat out for so long. And, you know, you're talking about a kid that just, you know, has been able to practice but hasn't been in in game situations very much. So I think it's just going to take him a little while to catch up. And, you know, they'll throw him out there. They'll give him a shot. But if he's getting burned on defense, then it's hard to leave a seven-footer out there, you know, (laughs) and allow that to happen.
2: You kind of read between the lines because you've covered Cal on a regular basis is do you see frustration seeping in or what do you see from him cuz sometimes he surprises me when he's pretty upbeat like i had him in the champions classic and and the, there's been twice where they've lost but after the game he seemed real chipper it was kind of like i like this team i think we're going to be fine where do yeah, you see now, his where do you see his mindset now
3: no he came out the other night and uh you know after the game with florida and he's like well guys that stinks you know and but he was you know, he was down as any coach would be after a loss. But, I mean, he was still pretty, like, loved the way the guys battled and, and things. But, you know, got to get some things fixed. And so I think it's still the process. I think, he, like you said, I think he really likes his team. He just knows he's still in the process. And, you know, maybe he thought he was f- further along than he is right now. And uh, But I don't see frustration or any kind of, you know, doubt or anything like that in him or the players. Uh and, and they seem to be taking it as, you know, Ugana and Yenzo said the other night, we are working toward March, you know. Yes, we lost this one, it stinks, but we're working towards being better by then. So they've still got the right attitude.
2: Well they got a bear of a league. I mean they got a bunch of teams yeah. in the in the um Ken Palm overall rankings in the top 40, and um, that's the thing. I mean, it, it's one of those things that's a blessing and a curse. The blessing is it's way too early to establish you know, like Alabama's in first place, but you you, you think that you're really sure they're going to wind up there you're a lot more confident than I would be who knows but the other side is you can't look at the schedule and go oh, there's I mean maybe I don't know, Vanderbilt or but other than that I mean you're looking at games where every day you better bring it and uh, so there's no guarantee where they're going to wind up because they were picked what fourth in the preseason right and early in the sure. year I said boy well, that was pessimistic now I'm thinking hmm, that may be just about right or <laughs> even a little optimistic I don't know where they go from here in that regard.
3: Yeah, I mean, the only team right now that seems like it's got kind of like the easier path is Auburn from what I'm, you know, hearing everybody talk about. You know, Auburn just seems to not have, have to go through the gauntlet as much as the other teams. Um, you know, Kentucky still got two meetings with Tennessee. Um, they got Alabama to play yet. So, um, you know, it's, it's not going to be any easier for them as well. Um, so, you know, you stay the course you just keep working but again if they don't figure it out defensively then there'll be worried by the time you get to march
0: you know talking about the strength of the conference i'm just looking at the standings the first place team alabama is ranked number 24. Second place team is south carolina unranked third place uh-huh. team is Auburn, ranked 16th and the fourth place team is tennessee who's ranked fifth in the country yeah. so it's right. it's almost upside down it's crazy then you get kentucky is number 10
3: yeah, and South Carolina has wins <laughs> over Kentucky and Tennessee, yeah, number they sh- five and number ten. They deserve to be ranked, to be honest. There's no yeah.
2: question about that. So, I don't yeah. know, rankings are – thank God they don't mean that much in basketball like they do in football. But I'll tell you, we had Dan Bonner on the show uh, yesterday, and he made a really great point, though, that people are – you know, it's called the NET because it's the NCAA evaluation, whatever the T technique, I don't know, but but the point is – They say it's just a tool, but you'd be fooling yourselves if you don't think that the people on that committee place more emphasis on the net than they do anything else. And they're learning how to game the net now, which is interesting. And there are some things about it that are ugly, to be honest with you. But, like, you know, I I always believe, like with the Sagarin ratings and some others, even though you should be capped out at, like, a winning margin, but the net – I mean, there are coaches that – if you watch these games, they got their starters in till the last, like, 45 seconds because if they're ahead by 25, they want to win by 35 because that helps you in the net, and it's kind of crazy. And and so you get some weird scenarios. Like Auburn – I went through the net yesterday when we were on the show talking about it. Auburn is, I don't know, fifth or sixth in the net. I don't remember where the hell they are. They're very high. Uh, They have no wins at all. None. All year against quad one teams. Not one. They have not one win. How the hell can you be fifth or sixth in the country and not have one quad win? Quad one win. But they're, they're running scores up on poorer teams. They, and they, they haven't lost at home. And you used to get a lot of reward for winning on the road. Now it's about winning margins and some things. And these people are understanding how to game it, for lack of a better word. And, um, I don't know if that's, I guess that, you know, no matter what system you use, Keith, you'd always, have somebody who would try and figure out a way to game the system, but uh, I, this one looks like um, because it's new, not everybody understands it. Now that they're catching on, I think people are gaming this. Really, almost. I mean, how is South Carolina cannot be ranked, and Auburn can have no wins over a top a quad team, and they're sixth in the country, and South Carolina's not ranked at all. That who does that make sense to? Does that make any sense to just common to common logic? Does it?
3: <laughs> None at all. And you know, watching South Carolina play too—it's a good team. It's not like they're—they're getting lucky, right? I mean, they've earned these wins against number five and number ten, and sitting in the top third of the conference. Yeah, that is by all accounts one of the toughest. Yes,
2: I don't, I don't, I don't understand it either. Hey, my friend, it's good to talk to you. Take care of yourself. We'll we'll visit again soon. Appreciate your time. Thanks.
3: Sounds good. No problem. Good talking
2: to you guys. All right. Keith Farmer, we enjoy talking with him from Lexington. Those of you listening uh, on the network in Lexington, here's the, I'm, I'm showing Paul here. These these are the net rankings. And, and you look at this and you go, all right, I mean, I get some of it. I don't get others. Like Houston is number one in the net rankings. They have seven wins in quad one. They're seven and two in quad one. All right. Digging that. You go down. Purdue's got seven quad one wins. Arizona's got five. UConn's got seven. Tennessee and BYU have three. Alabama has three. Those are the top seven teams. Then comes Auburn, zero oh, and four <laughs> in quad one wins. I, I mean, I how if if you're going to devise this and say that these are the things that are important, then how can you then ignore the things that you supposedly say are important? Now I know what somebody would say to me: Hey, they're six and zero oh in quad two games, six and zero oh in quad three games, but. What's the sense of making quads then if one doesn't have more weight than the other? Then just count wins. I mean, there's, there's not another – think about this. There's not another team – you know how far down you got to go to find another team that doesn't have a quad one win? And this will surprise you too. You know who it is? Number 26, it's Gonzaga. Hmm. They're not having one of their stronger years. And then after them I, – I don't even know I can go down far enough. Here we go. Uh, SMU is 39th in the country. I just, so how do you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how do you say, it's like I said to you about college football. It drove me nuts when they came up with a playoff system that had only four teams in it, and yet they told us these are the five leagues that matter most. And then you, you wouldn't have a representative from each of those leagues. And some years you wouldn't even have the champion from that league. At least be consistent with what you're saying. And this seems very odd So to me.
0: where is Auburn ranked in the net? They're ranked seventh in the okay. net. Eighth, eighth in the net. and that's what you're questioning because they're ranked in the top ten without a quad without one a quad run.
2: one win. I mean, I, I don't, it seems to me very like I, you know, Houston and Purdue seven and two, they're backing it up, man. Uh, that's that's quality. UConn seven and two, Purdue seven and two, but um, I, that seems very very odd to me that if you're going to say these are the most important games and then you you reward a team who has no wins in that group, I, I, I don't. I, I'm not sure I quite understand that. But I mean, seriously, of the top, I got to count down The, the top. I'll go away to 50. How about that? You want that top 50 teams in the country? There are only one, two, three, four teams that have no quad one wins and one hasn't played a quad one game. Princeton, you can't penalize them. They haven't played one the other three SMUs O and two
0: tell me again what a quad one win is. I know it's a certain ranking either it's, at home it's a and power a, five a team
2: on the road. and they've got to have a I think a winning record and I think it's got to either they got to have a certain status on of you playing them at home or if you're playing them you get an added right oof, if, if, if you, you beat them, them on the, the, road, the road you get a added a bigger boost yes so so yeah which I, which makes sense to me I, I do like that but then I'm just saying how do then are you not rewarding them? Like I'll give this to they'll give credit to Coach P. He's played eight quad one games already. Not running away from people. They're two and six, but he's played eight of them. The the, the, the teams in the top fifty, as I said, four have no quad one wins. One hasn't played a quad one game, Princeton. So it's kinda of hard to penalize them for that. The other ones are Auburn, who's number eight, Gonzaga, who was in the twenties, I forgot where they were, SMU, who's thirty nine, and Wake Forest, who's forty nine. That's it. That's I mean that's unbelievable to me that uh, they can be that high. Not that they don't deserve to be ranked in the top fifteen or whatever the hell they are, but that's uh, they're getting a lot of love for for not any uh, quad one wins. And as I said, if you, they, I understand. Like I said, they're six and zero against quad two, six and zero against quad three, five and zero against quad four. Okay, that counts for something. But uh, oh, you want to know this is uh, this is interesting too. I'd like to see how the best conferences do. They rank the conferences. Like let's see. Oh, I do like that. This should. Oh, this makes it much easier to find teams. Good gravy. Would you like to? Would you like to? Lament. No, <laughs> don't even more. More there. <laughs> Two, two twenty-two. Even. They went up to two thirteen. They were two twenty-two last week. They're up to two thirteen in mm-hmm. the uh, in the net. They're. Uh, Let's see it goes they're by. judging
0: their second half comebacks they are they
2: are. you know that that's interesting I, I I'm gonna internalize this for one second not that it is of much importance other than to illustrate something my first division one job I got at St. Francis they went 2 and 26 the year before I got there we were one and 15 in our first 15 1 and 15 in our first 16 games one and 14 not very good. The last part of the season, the last thirteen games, we were we were actually six and seven. I thought we were six and six. I looked it up, we were six and seven, and they were mostly conference games. So we didn't finish last in the conference, and we were competitive in the league. And after starting the way we did, we got to seven wins after a two in season. And they actually gave me a two year contract extension at the end of that because they said, "Listen, we saw where you started and where you were at the end of the year, and that was a marked improvement, and we wanted to reward that." and I was very appreciative of that. I bring that up because I mean I don't I'm not predicting it's going to happen but suppose Kenny had one of those. Suppose down the stretch here they went 6 and 6. Would you be able to say, "Hey, listen, a coach's job is to take where they started and make progress and now they made progress and I mean, there's actually for the people who don't like him, it would be the war, it would be a nightmare scenario. I mean, you almost have to painful to say you almost have to hope for that not to happen so it's clear cut but could anybody make a case if that were I've, to happen? I've
0: been wrestling with that when it was apparent where the season was headed because the more winnable games you think are, late. are here in the latter part of the season and if they win those it certainly improves the one loss total over last year but are those wins that really are that effectual uh, if you're beating georgia tech and notre dame and boston college no that's how, how fair again that? I ter-
2: internalize it one of those wins was against the conference champion in our game so that was something that so maybe you're right i mean if you just if you beat up on the other for lack of a better word bottom feeders mm-hmm. does that count for something
0: yeah well it, and even, even if that's the case you only won two last year true so that would be a big improvement more, it would be a considerable improvement um, so that's yeah, <laughs> you're, that, you're, that's what people are concerned about. <laughs> you're stumbling through it because that would be –
2: it's awful to say because you and I both have such a personal affinity for, for Kenny, but that would be at the end of the year. Um, you need one of two things to happen. I mean, if they ran the table, which obviously you don't envision happening, and they win the ACC tournament, then yeah. you say, yeah, he's coming yeah, okay. back. Or they just lose out, and then you say, well, they, you really can't justify it. But if it's in that middle ground – that's going to be the one that's interesting. That's why I'm
0: glad I'm not to Josh. Yeah, I and have I, to be put in that position right. if whatever comes down to in the end, he's going to have a tough decision to make.
2: Yeah, and not not just from the sense of okay, well, win loss because I, I, I mean, I, I I would really love to just be a fly on the wall during the budget meetings because I just can't fathom knowing how much money they were making. I mean, um, I don't know, maybe it's foolish, but. Like, we don't take two buses on the road anymore. I wonder if that's a way to... I'm just wondering. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I mean, I don't know that you really need a second bus. I always wondered why they had a second bus for
0: like... And frankly, it's kind of convenient to have the two cars cars. with the
2: bus. They can go and get whatever they got to go pick things up, and they go pick up catering after the game or whatever it is. But uh, I just, I always do wonder about uh, where that goes from here. Um, I'm going to be eager to hear uh, the press conference because I'm hopeful somebody will ask him about the health status of the team. I mean... Is Tyler going to be back? I found out that he was sick and he had a bad ankle last game, or at least they said they alluded to both those things.
0: Yeah, they they had actually put out a statement before the game, which I missed because I don't check my email frequently enough. I'm assuming I'll get texts about things. They had sent an email before the game that Tyler had – was it an ankle? Uh, They said he had an ankle (coughs) injury and he was a little ill. I I knew he was a little ill. I didn't know about the ankle. Well, and then Sky – Got the bruised hip or whatever yes. during and couldn't. And he tried was to really go to the hobbling. I, I mean, it, yeah. you
2: could see he was trying to play through it. So I, give I don't him credit. know if he'll
0: be back tomorrow. Could you imagine if uh, they have to Percy, hurt him? Miller. I, I don't know if he'll be we don't back. don't even know if he's on campus, do he's, we? He, he went somewhere out of town to have a medical consult. That's all I know. I don't know what exactly it was or how long he would be gone or what the prognosis is, but they're they're getting pretty thin, that's for sure. The texter says, that this is valid.
2: It's valid. I, you know, when people say stuff that. I may not want to hear necessarily, but if it's on the money, I got to give him credit. It says, even if you win a few more games, what about all the off the court missteps? And there have been. The press is awkward, pressers, things that have been said that just made people kind of cringe. And, and now, like, there's never anything that is just cut and dried. And I don't know, maybe it's the modern athlete now. You know, you got hurt, they used to, they used to say, Paul hurt his knee. He might not play this week. Now he's got a lower body injury. He's off an undisclosed injury. They can't tell you what it is. I don't know if that's because of betting things. Uh, You know, the Quran situation was bizarre. A
0: lot of it's HIPAA-related, what they're allowed to say. Uh, Sometimes it has to do with whether the player's family has given them permission to release details. Um, They're they're not intentionally being invasive in that regard. They're following some guidelines that they have to follow.
2: I guess. I don't know. I, I do think there's some validity to that, though. They've not um i mean go back to quran that whole situation badly handled it was it was they didn't they didn't
0: if if he had simply said from the start quran and i aren't seeing eye to eye right now but when he proves to me he wants to be a part of this team we'll welcome him back instead he didn't really address it no uh speculation grew in that vacuum and you know what happens people are going to fill the space with something and all this conjecture uh, made it a mess and then of course he had to backpedal when they said he's transferring and he said no i'm not <laughs> they, they, they created a firestorm there that didn't need to be
2: sad but probably speaks for many this text says for once in my entire life i'm actively rooting against uofl i want this over that assumes it'll be over I mean, you know, could you imagine if somebody else comes in and they just can't get it going? I mean, people will be fling. You'll have to wear a helmet going past the Kennedy Bridge because people will be flinging themselves off. But uh, let's. It's,
0: it's, it's an assumption that someone else would be better. But, you don't know, nothing's guaranteed. But I would certainly. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, given the history and the resources yes. of this place, you think I, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying we're going to be DePaul. <laughs> I think this no, place will come back I agree. down the it, road.
2: I Brighter days are ahead, no question. Stick around. It's Fast Break Friday. Those of you in Lexington, thanks for being with us.